0: The following is a class given by His Holiness Jaya Swami Maharaj on September 1st, 2007. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st Canto, chapter 18, verse 9 and 10. Upavarnitam Eka Dvā, Upavarnitam Eka Dvā, Punyam Pariksitam Maya Punyam Vasudeva Katope Vasudeva Akyanam Yatta Pichata YAYAHA Yatta Pichata Yaya kata bhagavata, Yaya kata bhagavata, Katani o ru karmana, Katani o karmana, Guna karma saya Guna karma saya pumbi, Sansae vyastha bhubushubi, Translation, of text nine by Siddha Prabhupada. All sages, uh, this is spoken here today at uh, Cairns, is that the right or Cairns? What is it? Yes, Cairns, are yeah. huh? yes, right. Sir. Cairns at, uh, today is the first day of September, 2007, Cristobal, in the 521st year of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this, uh, what's the name of his deities? No.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Radhamadava Temple, Griha Temple of uh, Shri Charuni Devi Dasi and uh, Jagat Pati. Das Adikari, 1st canto 18, chapter 9 and 10, verses, translation. O sages, as you did ask me, now I have described almost everything regarding the narrations about Lord Krishna in connection with the history of the pious Maharaj Parikshit. Translation of repetition. O sages. O sages, o sages. As you did ask me, as now I have described almost everything. No, I have described almost everything regarding the narrations about Lord Krishna. Regarding the narrations about Lord Krishna. In connection with the history of the pious Maharaj Pariksit. In connection with the history the Srimad yes. Bhagavatam yes. is the history of the activities of the Lord. And the activities of the Lord are performed in relation with the devotees of the Lord. Therefore, the history of the devotees is not different from the activities of the Lord and those of His pure devotees on an equal level. For they are all transcendental. Text 7 Yaya kata bhagavata katani Karma karmana guna karma svaya tummi Some say, byastha babushubit. Those who are desirous of achieving complete perfection in life must submissively hear all topics that are connected with the transcendental activities and qualities of the Personality of Godhead who acts wonderfully. Translation with repetition. Those who are desirous... Those who are desirous of achieving complete perfection in life, perfection in life must, submissively hear must, hear must submissively hear all topics that are connected with the transcendental activities and qualities,
1: that are the activities and qualities of the
0: Supreme Personality of Godhead, God who acts wonderfully. wonderfully, 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 wonderfully Rebuild. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Okay. The systematic hearing of the transcendental activities, qualities, and names of Lord Sri Krishna pushes one towards eternal life. Systematic hearing means knowing Him gradually in truth and fact. And this knowing Him in truth and fact means attaining eternal life, as stated in the Bhagavad Gita. Such transcendental glorified activities of Lord Sri Krishna are the prescribed remedy for counteracting the process of birth, death, old age and disease, which are considered to be material rewards for the conditioned living being. The culmination of such a perfectional stage of life is the goal of human life and the attainment of transcendental bliss. Thus in the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport, to the first canto, 18th chapter, text 9 and 10 of the Srimad Bhagavatam in the matter of Pariksit curse by a brahmana boy. Harihi Om Tat Sat. So today, it's especially describing about Sravana. you know the meaning of Sravana? Sita, Sita. You know? Yes, Yes, listening attentively to the spiritual subject matter. That's the first practice of devotional service. Ravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, hearing, chanting, remembering. Those are the first three. So hearing, if we hear about the transcendental activities, qualities and names of Sri Krishna, then Prabhupada it pushes us towards eternal life. Does anyone have any objection to being pushed towards eternal life? Mm. You'd rather be pushed towards repeated birth and death, suffering? This is the choice. You can hear about other things. But we hear about Krishna and his transcendental qualities, his pastimes, his activities, his names that we get pushed to eternal life. Especially Nitya Bhagavata Seva. Every day we should have a Bhagavad Seva. We should read a little bit from the Shrimad Bhagavatam. So that way we can get spiritual push to the eternal life. To remind us that there's something alternative. Every day we have the news. We have the newspapers and the the uh, television with all the news channels, and we have the news uh, being spread by mouth. Those things are not giving us any kind of liberation. It's just the normal things that go on here every day. You find out how many people died in Iraq and how many people are killed in the Sudan. and You find out that somebody in uh, western Australia drove off the road and had a car accident and somebody here was eaten by a crocodile and so on and so forth. And it doesn't really make any difference uh, dynamically to your spiritual development. Interesting to know. Okay, if there's going to be a 10,000 crocodiles walking down the road, then maybe it's good to know that don't walk on that particular road because there's a massive, you see, movement of crocodiles or something. A few basic things, but otherwise, it's not uh, transcendental information. When we hear about Krishna, it actually purifies us. Krishna. Narrations are something transcendental. That's why it's a prescribed remedy for counteracting the process of birth, death, old age and disease. It's a wonderful opportunity that we can counteract these things. We can counteract the cycle of birth and death by hearing about Krishna. And Krishna's pastime is also quite interesting. Many different things happened in his past time, so it's a uh, really uh, interesting uh, past uh, real life. The son of Riksit Maharaj, his uh, name was he uh, yes, So Riksit Maharaj was his father and, and his... Grandfather was Avimanu and great-grandfather was Arjuna. So one day he was just sitting there and he was interested to hear the pastimes of his forefathers with Krishna. That was even more relevant to him because his parents, his forefathers, great-grandparents, were intimately connected with Krishna. So that was very really relevant to his own life so then he heard how Krishna agreed to become the messenger for the Pandavas. So normally being a messenger is kind of a not it's a subordinate job. Messenger is just carrying the order of the person he's representing. Although Krishna is Supreme Personality Godhead for his devotee because of love, he agreed to be the messenger. He offered, I'll be the messenger. So, that was very interesting to Janamajaya that how my, how Krishna became a messenger for the Pandavas, my forefathers. And then he would heard heard the past time that Krishna went to Duryodhana and he had proposed that there be a peace that's us avoid the war you give these five villages to my to the Pandavas and in this way you can avoid a huge war you have the kingdom of the entire world you just give them five villages what's the big deal don't have to give half the kingdom that you promised to give it something because they're Kshatriyas they have to rule but they rule over a village so let's avoid this war but Duryodhana, he was very an inimical person, very belligerent. He said, I won't give you as much land, I won't give them as much land as you can stick a pin in. Let there be war. We will defeat you. And he thought that since Krishna is supporting the Pandavas, the better that he can just eliminate Krishna now and that will make it easier for him to kill the Pandavas. Right? So he had his soldiers attack Krishna. Normally, a messenger is under diplomatic immunity. Even in our modern countries, if an ambassador does something, usually they just deport him, but they don't take him to court or anything, because he's under some diplomatic immunity. Or the Sri Krishna didn't run over anybody, or do his chariot or do anything wrong. He just going as the messenger. But the wanted to kill him, which is completely against uh, protocol to kill a messenger. So then, the uh, messengers, anyway, they go unarmed. They're just going as a peace emissary. So that under Krishna's seat, he had some trapdoor, and soldiers came out and started to attack Krishna. Then Krishna took a gigantic form. And then he showed a universal form. And so on this way, he drove away all the soldiers. And then he left. So, so Yodan failed to be able to eliminate Krishna. So when Januajaya heard that, he wanted to see this gigantic form of Krishna because he had never heard before. So then, somehow Krishna manifested this form for him and gave him a deity form of Krishna in a gigantic form. And the deity, uh, since 5,000 years, is still being worshipped in forum uh, of Tamil Nadu. He's called the Pandava Dut Diri. Dut means uh, messenger. So Pandava Dut, messenger of the Pandavas. So when I was, uh, this year, with you, every year after have to go I go on a safari. You went once on safari with him? No, we still haven't been. You haven't? No. <laughs> We go to different holy places, sometimes we go up to the, the Ganges, sometimes we go on the Ganges, sometimes we go to South India, sometimes we go to different places for about twenty days. So this uh, last year we went to South India to all the four states, but mainly we were Tamil Nadu. So there in uh, Katsipura, but, uh, I had a list of all the Vishnu temples that were very important. So I saw the Pandavadu, read the history that the Janma Jai wanted to see the deity so somehow Krishna manifests his deity so he went to the temple and when I went in I could just see a small Krishna it was a very bright outside two o'clock in the afternoon inside was only no electricity only some uh, oil lamps so we got inside I just saw the small uh, silver deity of Krishna and what is this? So there was a big deity here but then my eyes got acclimatized and that small deity is sitting in the lap of Krishna. The big deity is 28 feet high. Oh. How high is your roof here? You. Seven meters.
1: Seven.
0: Seven. So higher than this. Another uh, two meters. A little more than two meters higher than this. This is gigantic deity. And it wide as this whole temple, this whole room here. And so high. See so, when my eyes got a camera, I was like, Why you couldn't hear this this is like so huge deity, I never saw such a deity. He's sitting down like a Buddha. So standing up he would be uh, you can imagine how high he would be. So the Pujari had a long bamboo he put a lamp on the top and then he would show
1: <laughs>
0: in a dark shine of the deity. So that was the Pandavaduk to So, like that, these pastimes have been uh, captured also by establishing some deity related to the pastime. So, there are some ancient temples where some pastime of the Lord is uh, remembered eternally by some deity. Just like in P.C. Prabhupada made the Kaliya, Krishna Kaliya temple, right? So he wanted to capture that this Leela, that Krishna is dancing on the head of Kaliya. Because they also said, they told him that there's no snakes in Fiji. And where, and there's a, there's a kind of a history that there's, uh, Kaliya went to Fiji. And wherever Kaliya is, no snakes can be. He's the king of the snakes, but you no know other snakes can be there. So then Krishna, Prabhupada let us, put a Kaliya Krishna. You need Kalia here in Australia. Because <laughs> <laughs> here there's lots of things. Sometimes. Sometimes they crawl right here. Yeah. In the day, in the night. Yeah. They're really ruining the roost here.
1: Yeah.
0: You don't want to do too much gardening. There's some kind of acid. Oxalic or something, some acid that if you put around your house, then they don't, they don't, they hate the smell of it. Huh? The, the
1: sheet so Pardon? The 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 things come out from the coal. Very good. To take away this thing. To take that color. To what? The the of the coal. To so, consume so the My. Cow, cow dung. Pardon. Very good
0: well done I in here, but there's some acid that uh, sprinkle it and they go away uh, sometime in India the snakes come and suck the milk out of the cow mm-hmm. or they drink the milk so that's why they say they hearing about the glories of Krishna from a non-devotee it's like taking milk that was touched by the lips of a serpent. Milk is good. you a glass of milk and a cobra or a black snake, a brown snake, whatever came and sipped from it. Would you like to drink that? Radhika, what do you think? Maybe some poison will be left in the milk. The farmers are telling me that during the Second World War the British had built next to Mayapur a very big uh, landing ship for the B-54 bombers that were going against Japan. There's another front there. So that time they found a cobra egg. So the British uh, person supervised the 50 cobra egg. Looked, and right in front, of right in his canvas it uh, hatched. A little baby cobra came out like this. They held it out, looking, and a little baby cobra came, bit him on the,
1: mm.
0: bit him on the uh, lip. Instant death. Wow. That big a cobra, <laughs> <Whoa>. instant death. <laughs> they, they, if you go into the snake talk, they'll tell you, they tell you so many tales. One time, Prabhupada was being attacked by a snake in his bathroom. He was calling me, Jai Pataka, Jai Pataka, and I came running. And he was inside the toilet in the cubicle. And inside the door there was also a brown snake. I don't know if it's the same kind of brown snake, but it's called a viper there, they're called vipers. Mm-hmm. And the viper was stuck in the door, and he's like trying to strike for who's in the back of the cubicle. Mm-hmm. And he's just missing him. So the Prabhupada said, help me. <laughs> What to do? Couldn't open the door. If you open the door then the snake will fall out and then may run and bite Prabhupada.
1: Grab a tail from the outside. Grab the end. No,
0: No, the tail wasn't sticking out. The tail the tail was caught inside the door. Uh And Prabhupada was holding the door tight. Uh So the snake couldn't get out. The snake is trying to reach him, but he couldn't reach him. But neither could Prabhupada. There was somehow no handle on the door. He had his hand out of the door. So he couldn't also close it. So then I told him to put his hand in, and, I, and then when Prabhupada had his hand, I closed the door so that the snake would be like crushed. So that it would be less uh, mobile. And then very really quickly we opened the door and got home and pulled him up. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Then after that we took care of the snake. The local farmer said that, that when we kill a snake the last person he sees the image stays in the retina. And his mate comes out and sees that image and then well makes a life vow to find that person and kill him.
1: I don't know you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> They don't take any chances, they always burn the snakes. If they kill one, they burn it, so there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you when you hear hears snake stories and they mm-hmm. got so mm-hmm. many. But uh, also when there's a flood in my airport, you were someone was there with the flood they told me? That's nice. Ryan yeah, Rebecca, yeah. Ryan Rebecca. They're not yeah. That, this flood, uh, all the snakes come up into the building. Mm-hmm. When the Bodhi was on the snake patrol, he got the 68 snakes. Cobras. Anyway. So this snake also was the one who killed Parishit was uh, the, the Takshaka snake. Taksha. Who was uh, a flying snake, and a very really deadly poison. So somewhat relevant. They say that snakes and other animals uh, usually they don't attack unless they're hungry or scared, but a snake can attack you just because it's just that's its nature. It's envious. Once there was uh, a story that once there was a uh, scorpio, scorpion. And he wanted to cross the river. So he asked the horse to take me across. He said, well, you might bite me. Now if I bite you, then we'll both die. You'll be in the middle of the water. So why would I bite you? Okay. So the horse took uh, the snake across the river, into the middle of the river. The scorpion, not the snake, but the scorpion. The scorpion bite him. What are you doing? Now we're both going to die. Yeah, but it's my nature. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't help it. So, some people are like that, very envious and they're just uh, saying negative things about people. We don't want to be like that, like a snake of a person. Just the fear devotees are near Matsarana, but fear envy. They don't find the faults with other people. They look for the good qualities in others. It's like Pariksit Maharaj. He was, uh, as a shatri, he was protecting the cows. And the bull are being beaten by the personality of Kali. The cow and the bull, they weren't, uh, he asked, who's beating you? And they said, well,
1: they just gave different kinds of philosophical reasons. It's also not the doer that's doing it, it's uh,
0: our karmas, it's this, this, that. have so many other. They never blamed uh, Kali, so they were on a higher level of consciousness. But of course, Krishna. He anyway, he stopped Kali from beating them. He was seeing the external. so hearing about these great devotees' efficiency is also a purifying process. Any about Krishna, about the great devotees. Another there is this devotee called uh, Govinda Das. He was the godbrother of Ramanuja Chandra, but the devotees used to always criticize uh, Govinda Das because uh, they said that uh, he would sleep on the bed of his guru, which is uh, very wrong, and that he would do weird things. So one day Ramanuja went up to his guru's quarters and there he saw Govinda Das was making up the bed of the guru. And Govinda Das laid in the bed for like one second and came off. He said, "Why are you doing that? Don't you know you're not supposed to lay on the bed of the guru?" He said, "My duty is to see the bed is properly made. How will I know unless I try it out? No, but you may go to hell because of this offense against the guru. So let me go to hell but let the guru have a nice sleep." Then he saw this is a higher level. He's making a supreme sacrifice. He's prepared to go to hell for the guru. So people are criticizing him and they don't understand his mood is like that, very much uh, service oriented. And one day he saw Govindadas had a cobra and he's sticking his finger on the cobra, going, eh, 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 making sounds.
1: He
0: says, what are you doing? You're torturing the cobra. He said, no, the cobra swallowed a lemon. He stuck in the throat. So he can't breathe. I so he can't take, help him. I he can't stand that he suffered. So he's putting his finger down the throat of the cobra to take out the venom. Mm-hmm. Who does such a thing? You know, <laughs> taking such a risk to help a cobra. So, like this, there's so many ways. And uh, Ramanuja realized that this Govinda das, he's not an ordinary person. He's a very merciful person, very responsible. But people are always seen superficially and criticizing. We should see, you know, we shouldn't just speculate what somebody's motives are, we should actually know what they're really doing. Maybe they have a different reason. So, see, Ramanuja, he didn't just take what everybody was talking, he asked, What's your, what are you doing? What's your purpose? And whatever go in the last, he accepted that. Whatever go in the last, then. So Krishna and his devotees are all very really great. They're the greatest. Even Krishna is very enamored by his devotees' good qualities. So if Krishna finds something uh, praiseworthy in his devotees, what to speak of uh, us, When Haridas Thakur passed away, then Lord Chaitanya was glorifying Haridas Thakur, all his wonderful qualities. How he was beaten in 22 marketplaces, vice bazaar, and he survived and how he established freedom of religion in that kingdom. How he made all the prisoners in the prison house devotees. How he made the prostitute Hira a devotee who came to seduce him. Instead, she became a devotee. How he's always chanting 300,000 names. We try to do 16 rounds a day. And that's our, for the initiated devotees, others may do less. But for initiated devotees, it's 16 rounds a day. So. He is doing 12 times, usually it maybe takes 2 hours for some people to do 16 rounds. So he would chant 12 times, 16, every day. I still have time for eating, sleeping, talking, hearing class. I can not get it. Huh? <laughs> I love it. He was the fast chanter. said at night he would chant 100,000 loudly 100,000 softly and 100,000 mentally. I did a recently in Czech Republic I did a Japa workshop and we had a mental chanting and one round we did mentally and with the body it took more time to chant because it's really hard to focus the mind when you're just doing it mentally any other thought comes your mind's off and you can't count it and you have to get they have that kind of hope oh, where you're chanting out loud and it helps to bring the mind back to the chanting. So we found the devotees chanted faster, softly than they did mentally. But Haridas Thakur had such a controlled mind that he could chant three million rounds mentally.
1: <laughs>
0: you time yourself sometimes, you can see. Loudly, softly, and mentally. What's the difference? So like that, Lord Chaitanya was very happy to go out So Pariksit Maharaj also grandson of Arjuna, very great devotee. Like so this, we should hear about Krishna, about his devotees. When we get purified, this helps us to come on the path of liberation. Any questions?
1: No, no. Um I'm on the question of Charging. <coughs> what else have specified in the specified Your name Brenda Brinda.
0: Brinda. Brinda. Yeah. Yeah. Brinda.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Charging have been quite orderly of the, the Holy Days.
0: That's since we're only doing a uh, Twenty five thousand, so we do loudly generally. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you can't do loudly because environmental reasons. Yeah. Like if you're at the Abu Dhabi immigration counter.
1: Mm-hmm. But if you would speed it up like to try and do it orderly
0: in three minutes. No, it's usually six to seven we have minutes it
1: Oh, when he, when Haridasa he, Kapu was
0: chanting, was he Well, that's what Prabhupada said normally is six to seven and a half minutes mm-hmm. in yeah, that range yeah. for loud chanting. Yeah. Hare, Krishna, Hare Krishna 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 Hare, Hare Rama Like seven and a half minutes, Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Hare, yeah. Hare, Rama, Hare Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare. And so maybe six is like... <laughs> Five. 4 3 it's <laughs> After, it. <laughs> if you're doing more than seven and a half, then uh, it's a bit too slow. Maybe you go Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna. If your mind can go off easy. You've got to push yourself a little bit. If you go too fast, then maybe sometimes people start leaving out words. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, something you know, then Once there was a devotee in Mayapur and a he was chanting out in the veranda. <laughs> <laughs> and Prabhupada was you know, call him. He called, what mantra you're chanting? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said to oh, Hare Krishna, no, no, what is this, nish, nish, dam, nam, nish, nam, nam. <laughs> In his mind is chanting Hare Krishna but it's outwardly it's completely um, something different. The Prophet said when you're chanting out loud the other person should also be able to hear the, na- the name properly." So you're going to go so fast that then uh, everything becomes merged. But uh, actually with some time with some practice you can chant a little faster without you should hear yourself. i you can have a, someone listen to you or you can have a have a tape recorder and tape it and hear what. Sometimes people chant very really slow rounds. And then I found that, because uh, I do japa workshops and I hear the, the devotees japa, someone was getting stuck on Rama. Hari Rama, 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 Hari Hari. It's stuck on Rama and they Sometimes they chant extra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. They're chanting extra Krishna's and Rama's sometimes. But much they leave out, more than adding, more, two times more people leave out. Especially the Hare's at the end, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare Krishna. Is so, that right?
1: Okay? No, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's cool
1: this, because obviously, they, they to the of think the mantra is complete homeless.
0: But they I think they're, they're not like really thinking, listening yeah. so attentively. Yeah. Sometimes, because you see, if you, I find that if people, because if you just, the mantras are, if you just chant one word after <laughs> another, maybe in their mind they get lost. They're not so attentive. Like you're going, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Then there's Krishna-Krishna, so there's actually three Krishnas together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. So two or four, you know, one or more or less. Hmm. Someone may add or subtract one pretty easily. Then you're going Hare, then you're going Krishna-Krishna, Hare, Hare, Hare Rama. So there's also three there. So you can leave out one, you may still, just it feels like, feels good, you know. Still feels good because you got two Haris there that's why I recommend when people have this problem to chant the names in pairs. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. I mean, not that, that gappy between the pair, but like in your mind, they are saying, don't just do one name at a time, but two names. It is less likelihood of leaving out one name there. You may leave out two, but not one. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. of the trade. Although there's no hard and fast rule, how we chant, we can chant in different ways. But
1: and uh, pronunciation, because so many different um, dialects in India, and we have different pronunciations, especially with the vowels as we call them, with the odds. I. Some like obviously it has a uh, quite a sound. It's a, it's a yeah, s-
0: yeah. In Hindi, it's the uh, Krishna, Rama, Rama. But in Bengali, they they, they pronounce uh, long E, Ra. And then the shorter, they say Ma. Ramo, that's what you hear the word. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Oh, oh. Hare Ramo. So this the Bengali, is all oh at the end. if it's a short E. But anyway, it's the person, Krishna is the person, so he can understand that they're chanting his name. If all the vowels and consonants are there, it should be okay. The uh, Oriyas, they chant uh, that is it's uh, Krishna, they read, instead so of saying Krishna, they say Krishna. Yes. Yes. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Yes. Yes. Krupa, Krishna, Guru Krupa. The Rikar, R with the Dharan they say Ru. So it becomes Krushna, Krupa. And they all
1: proclaims
0: to be closest to Sanskrit. <laughs> well, that... that but because it's not like it was a Vedic mantra, I mean just a purely uh, Vedic mantra then which has a, a, a little bit mispronunciation would produce a different result but we're chanting it as a Puranic mantra in the Vedas they say Hari Ram first and the Puranas they say Hare Krishna first so Lord wants to chant Hare Krishna so Krishna you know if there's a slight difference in pronunciation shouldn't be a problem but uh, in my Japa workshop I, get, I tell people how to chant there's uh three names and each one has two syllables so for so some people, they have different ways of pronouncing, so. It's ha, ha, ri, ha, ri, ha, ri, ha, ri, ha, ri, ha, ri, The so Some people say, ha, Harry, ri, krishna, Hare krishna, 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 Hare Hare
1: <laughs>
0: But it's Hari Ah, especially the Americans have their hair I don't know what the Asi accent is, eh? but
1: Hari
0: Hari 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 so then it's easy to and then uh, Krishna is too also Krish Krish, Krish. Krish. Ra, Krishna 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 Krish. Krishna, 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 Krishna. And the Krish is a, this that they call Madanya-sha. It's that shah with the tongue in the top of your, roof of your mouth. Sh. And the end with the dot means also the tongue stays in the same place. Krishna, na, na, na with the tongue in the back. Krishna, Krishna. And then some people say Kizna In South America, krishna. Instead of saying Krishna, they say Krishna. Mm. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. (laughs) Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. So, different uh, accent, but technically, Tajarishna was a Vedic wave, and then uh, they may have, if they're still thinking of of Krishna and chanting, then somehow Krishna will surely give them blessings. The official way is Krishna. 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 And then Rama. 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 Because you do Japa Sandhaprabhu Hari Rama Hari Ram The A at the end is uh, optional in the Rama name. You can do Hari Ram, hari Rama, 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 hari Ram, Hari Ram, 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 Hari Is that the Hindu aspect of the language? Where they drop off the
1: A and the Sanskrit follows through with including
0: the A in as opposed to the Short, Short A is kind of A, that's mm. optional. Mm. Is this
1: Hindu as opposed to Sanskrit or Sanskrit I don't know exactly why, I
0: didn't... I didn't uh Bano Maharaj, may know if it's Sanskrit, Hindi, whatever. He's that Sanskrit expert. As I like say, Raghupati Pati Raghav or Ram, Patita Ram, so Rama or Rama. Any other question? It was Ken. Yeah. Any other questions, Ken? No. Yes, <laughs> teacher. <laughs> Radhika. What are the temples in
1: South India and Vishnu? Do you know
0: some temples that you can travel through? So many. I know through you. see, there's a book uh, written by the Sri Vaishnavas, which is called the, uh, it's about uh, the, what they call, Vibhya Deshas. These are Vishnu temples which were glorified by Alwar. Alwars are Vaishnava saints. So, some any, so they may uh, there was 108 temples that the Alwars uh, praised. So, like in, uh, Chennai, there's the, uh, temple. This was praised as the Divya Desha, where Krishna is, uh, worshipped as the driver for Arjuna, the Parthasarathy. And then there's another Vishnu temple in Mahabalipuram which is also known as Mamalapuram now, I mean the official Tamil name, but it's English time it was called Mahabalipuram but it's Mamalapuram. So there's also a Vishnu temple <coughs> which is the Didyadesha so it's called Perumal temple. Then 10 kilometers closer to Chennai from Mamalipuram there's a, there's a Vishnu temple and that temple is called the Nitya Kalyana Mandira. Kalyana means what? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Marriage. They call it in South India, they say Kalyana, like Kalyana Mandapa, marriage hall. So this is a daily marriage temple. Every day they have marriage. So there's a pastime time there. There's Abu Barahadiri. So some sage. He was... There was a... Uh, there was a... I think it was Medavi or, or... I forget. One of the rishis. He had a daughter. And the daughter uh, wanted... Uh, the daughter... When the rishi passed away. The daughter had no uh, father, no guardian. So she did a tapasya to go back to Godhead and follow her father. But Nara Muni said, you're doing the wrong tapasya because this is for a married lady. You have to be married and you can do this tapasya. So then she went around to see if any of the rishis there would marry her so she could do the tapasya. And then one said, all right, I'll help you out. I'll marry you. And then she would be... Hurt. So they... <coughs> he to supposed to have uh, one child at least. So... she conceived. And then... Uh, but she gave birth to 360 daughters. Kind of a world record. (laughs) And then the the husband was like overwhelmed with how am I supposed to get 360 daughters married and how am I going to do all this, you know, take care of them. And then on top of it, after they just grew a little bit then she also finished her younger and went back to Godhead. So he was all alone with 360 daughters. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Chagatpati is overwhelmed
0: overwhelmed, uh. (laughs) then one uh, then then they grew up and they were all marriageable age and then one uh, one uh, handsome man came and he said uh, well I'll marry all your daughters (laughs) so then he thought well in those days polygamy was allowed and so he said well this was to solve my problems So every day they did another marriage. 360 daughters, 360 days, so more or less one year. So every day they had a Yajna. At the end, the last daughter when she was uh, getting married, then all the other wives, or daughters, all merged into her and she became Lakshmi and the handsome guy became Vishnu. This was all Leela, Vishnu. These These were all Lakshmi's incarnations. So this Rishi had actually the great opportunity to have the Goddess of Fortune as his daughter and he was able to give uh, 360 times the Goddess of Fortune in marriage to Krishna. You can imagine what kind of blessing he's going to get. So then the two got married, Narayan and uh, Lakshmi, then they went back into the temple. So that temple there, because the Lord had got married every day for the year, so the Utsav march is always dressed like a bride group, and the, the Lakshmi is dressed like a bride, and every day they perform the marriage ceremony in that temple. So they say that somebody's having a hard time getting married. <laughs> you go there and get the blessing, the devi blessed. So a lot of young, uh, single people going there to get blessings. <laughs> a lot of young people. In like fact, we told that we warned our brahmacharis, don't stay in too long in this temple. <laughs> <laughs> you will be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous <laughs> for the brahmacharis. <laughs> so, like this, each temple has got some amazing pastime like that. And, uh, so in Kanchipuram there were 14 Divyadeshas. Fourteen different, disturb, this, this, uh, what's his name? Uh, I said, uh, Pandavadut is not so well uh, visited. It's uh, only because we are devotees of Krishna we found it out. But otherwise everyone goes to the Vardaraja. That's the main Vishnu temple there. And he's a huge smile. What a smile he has! Very charming. And he is the king of giving benedictions. He gives so many benedictions, so if everyone likes to go to the deity that gives a lot of blessings. He's very popular. So that's the Vardaraj. And there's another, there's the Vaikunthanath. This deity was, uh, he became manifested there by, Lord Brahma did a, some uh, ashramayatha yagi there because Kanshipuram is such a place that any devotional service you do there is multiplied by a hundred. So he did a, he was supposed to do a hundred arsumidas, then he can get a Vishnu Deerhi. So instead he went in the country for him, did one, which is equal to a hundred, and he got this Vishnu Devi. Then he did the worship for the Devi. So that deity is called vaikunthanath So like this, so we saw so many deities. You can write to my secretary, Ratna Balim, she can tell all the temples, we visit, we don't even visit a hundred and eight. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sri Rangam. Shri Rangam, of course, is the major temple and uh, Sri Rangam is uh, Lord Ranganath, also was worshipped by Brahma. But he was doing tapasya at the side of the melt ocean, he wanted a deity, and from there out came the Ranganath and lying on an antasesha. So then he took that deity into Satyaloka and was worshipping. Then he gave to some disciples and they were worshipping. Somehow it got down to Manu. From Manu it came to Ishwaku. And it came to the earth planet. So from the Ishwaku was the Surya Vamsa, the dynasty of kings in the sunlight. So they're handed down and it was worshipped, uh, he was worshipped by, uh, Ramchandra. Then Ramchandra gave to Vivishana. And Vivishana took this deity so Sri Lanka, on the, but on the way somehow he stopped at Sri Rangam and they put the deity down. So wherever he puts the devi down, then the devi stays there. So that deity is still there in Sri Rangam and that's considered like a Vaikuntha on earth. So there's a uh, Paramal Temple in uh, Madurai, it's called Southern Mathura. Then nearby there, there's a place where there's Alwar, uh, Nila Alwar, just a half an hour drive from uh, the uh, Madurai, there's another holy place, just so I forget the name of the place, but it's on the side of the Tambra Pani, a river that has a lot of uh, copper in it. That's what it's called. Tamra, means copper. But if you get the Ditya there's a few... Temples were found by the Alvars outside of uh, South India, like Dwarka uh, and uh, Mathura and Badrinath, but 90% are all in South India. Guruvayur, another important temple, Padmanabha, Udupi Krishna Temple, Malkote is also considered by Earth as a there's also a special Narayana there that one Mughal princess fell in love with and she left her father and came there and was worshipping Narayana. Okay?